Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. And I particularly want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash fsfilms, uh, those being Jerry and Alexander Smith, Bates, Cat, Waterflame, and L, without whom we, we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of what we do uh, already. So thank you very much for your support over the years, and for those of you that are watching live, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wild Mount Adventures. I am Jeremy. I am the Dungeon Master uh, leading this group through a campaign set within the, the, the world of Exandria on the continent of Wild Mount, as made by Matt Mercer, and World of Darkness, or World of, the Wizards of the Coast, that other, that other game setting company thing. That would be cool. This is a new, this is a new bar for me in terms of great starts. Anyways, we'll go ahead and introduce people, and we'll we'll start with Corvus. Hi, I'm Corvus. I am playing Cameron Eska, human rogue. And Zagreb. Hi, I'm Zagreb, and I am playing Hakim, human wizard. And L. Hi, my name is L, and I'm playing Prize, the elf cleric. And well. Hi, I'm Lilth, and I'm playing Keris, the humanish warlock. And we are without uh, uh, Navarin, uh, so Seeker, the the Warforged Ranger, will be quiet, which is in character. Um, so when we last left off, you had all left the 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 city of Shady Creek Run as you seek to cross the border between the two nations at war. Gwendolian Empire and the Korean Dynasty. Uh, your goal was to escort two drow to safety. One of them is a soldier within the Aurora Watch named Quaven, who had been among a small group that had rescued the other one. Her name was Zarema. She is an uh, Asimar of Loth's bloodline. Zarema had spent her life in captivity by the Cerberus Assembly, as she had a secret buried in one of her past lives as something weapon, a bit of information, what it is, nobody seems exactly sure that the Assembly believed could be important in winning or losing the war. The plan was to deliver to the dynasty where she could undergo, uh, 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 get her memories back and, and reconnect with her previous lives. After a few close calls in Shady Creek Run between the vampire that had previously transformed Karis, a Myriad agent who recognized Prize, and a tiefling crime lord who agreed to help in exchange for an act of murder. Uh, you had left the city, skirted the edge of the Savalere Wood, before entering the Dunrock Mountains. The hope was that you could make your way through the mountain range and emerge on the southern end in the Broken Vale March in Jorhas. After traveling for several days, you found yourselves in a ravine where you were set upon by a young white dragon. For a pitched battle that nearly turned against you, you were able to put the dragon down thanks to some thrilling heroics. But immediately after, a badly wounded Karis snapped and tried to bite Prize. 
once cooler heads prevailed, Fry's accompanied Quaven and Seeker to go find shelter, which they did at a nearby cave. The group all arrived at the scene. Karis and Paige had a reconciliation as Seeker began to make a fire inside the cave. And that was where we had left off. So, you all head inside the cave, uh, escaping the chill of the wind for not necessarily warmth, but a warmer, certainly more comforting situation. Um, thanks to the fire that Seeker has lit, the cave itself extends back about 80, 85 feet uh, into the rock, ending in this sort of natural cavern room where Seekers set the fire. Uh, you guys all settle in, get something to eat, rest your wounds. Is there anything that you would like to do? Anyone? Uh, I think I'm just a bit too shell-shocked in general to do much of muchness. Fair enough. Same. Cool. So you guys settle in. Uh, it is. It's, it provides you a decent amount of shelter, which is nice. Thing that you've been making your way through fairly windy, snowy mountains. Uh, for the past several days. Um, and you guys settle in for, uh, for a rest. Um, who is taking the watches? I know I've said, I've had them set down before, but I don't remember where I put them. Um, I think. I would suggest that though, since we have a fairly contained, oh, maybe I just character. <laughs> since we have a fairly defensible position, I don't think we need everybody on watch because some people probably need more rest. He looks glancing at a prize in Keras in particular. Um, uh, and a, a be better to, to rest. I'll, um, I guess I'll take the first, first watch. Okay. And, of course, Seeker can mm -hmm. stand as the second watch. Uh, now that, now we'll get into some deep lore and back, <laughs> character backstories with Seeker. Yes, yes. <laughs> I will be revealing all of Seeker's secrets tonight. <laughs> no, no. Mm, Hakim could take the third. Hakim would take third. Uh, Quaven can take a second watch. Karis, prize, it's up to you both if you decide to take a watch alongside them. Or alongside one of the watches. I don't need as much sleep, so I'll I'll take those as well. Okay. And and then I'll just conk out. Fair enough. Um Karis has retreated to the very back of the cave in pretty much a a fetal position, withdrawn completely into herself so she's not 
Not exactly good for much. Fair. As he has a representation of the cave. So, first watch. Uh, Cameron Prize. Uh... I will say, you know what? Yeah, Cameron, roll me a wisdom save. And you guys can both roll perceptions as well. Um, okay. Do I? So I'm just going to check something before I do that. Uh, no, okay, something else. Um... Here is a perception check. Very Here good. is a wisdom save. Also very good. Um, I just need to check one thing. Uh... Okay, never mind. Um, um, so you guys are you guys are are, are keeping watch with each other. Uh, you don't see immediately any kind of. Throughout your watch, you don't see any kind of, of of particular threat. I mean, you guys are in the back of the cave, to be fair. Um, but you don't hear sounds of dangerous predators outside. You mostly just hear the sound of the wind whipping through, uh, or whipping by the by the cave. It sometimes gusts in a little bit. Um. Oh, that's because I'm on the entirely wrong character. There we go. Okay. So you guys' watch uh, uh, goes through fairly, fairly uneventfully. Uh, you guys wake up Quaven for second watch. Quaven has a watch. Anything happens, y'all don't know. Ah. Uh, but he does wake up Hakeem for for a third watch, so mm-hmm. nobody killed you during that watch period. 
successful um, watch. Yes, absolutely. And Hakeem, give me give me a perception roll. And give okay. me a wisdom save. Perception and uh, wisdom save. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. So, Hakeem, you... About an hour into your shift, uh, light is just very slowly starting to, starting to, like, the, the dark on, uh, outside is just starting, starting to lighten up a little bit. Um, you are, you are keeping an eye out, um, and you see suddenly peering, not walking in from the, from the, from the, uh, entrance, but just sort of appearing about at the mouth of, or where, where the, the, the room essentially that you're in turns into more of the cavern, uh, you see a woman appear. Hmm. Um. She is. She's human. Uh, white hair. Uh, dressed quite nicely. Uh, uh, dressed in. You can roll me actually a history roll. Or arcana. Mm -hmm. Your choice. History or arcana. Mm -hmm. I'll his roll history. Nineteen. So she is dressed in what you recognize as definitely a Dwindalian fashion. Um and it looks it is a style that 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 fits sort of with what is commonly associated with the assembly. Mm hmm. Um, notably, she's also somewhat translucent. Mm hmm. Uh, she has a little bit of a sort of almost a, um, almost a, a, a yellowish tinge to, to, to her body. Uh, and she just appears there. Hmm. Sets her eyes on you. Narrows eyes. As it's make, beginning to make assumptions of who, the, who this is. <laughs> yes. We didn't... Uh, did me and Karis... Did, did Cameron and Karis tell any? I don't think we told anybody else nobody. about our nighttime visitor one other nobody night, right? No, nope. good. I think there's been some mention of vaguely something. Of, oh, I, it's probably. I, I, have a, I think it, I recall there being some mention of something happening. I don't uh, think so. I don't no, that, no, no, no. Hakim doesn't know specifically who this is. Right. 
Yeah, that's what I was checking. We, we probably will have mentioned that, like, the assembly or somebody from Dwindale is after us if we were to go yes. when we were thinking about, like, going through part of the territory, but I don't think we talked about right. having been visited in the night at one point by who I assume is the same woman. Mm. Yeah, we definitely didn't mention yeah. specifics. It's true, but, uh, but Hakim has by himself come to the conclusion that we are likely being uh, hunted by a skilled magician or several. Quite and is, and is uh, not terribly surprised of this kind of appearance even if he hasn't seen this before. And she just, she looks at you, she just sort of smiles politely. A little warmly, even. Hakeem, we haven't had a chance to talk yet. I'm glad to finally get to meet you. I shouldn't be surprised that you are more informed than informed here. Oh, has and she looks. She 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 casts a quick glance over to where where Karis and Cameron are respectfully, respectively, not necessarily respectfully, but definitely respectively. Looks back. Have they not told you? Yes, I've made contact. Um. Before, uh, my name is Raina, Raina Jaspel. I'm with the Cerberus Assembly. As I imagine you would be, you would be aware of at least that part. Is like, uh, is like lightly, slightly nodding. So you... Wow, they haven't said anything then. Okay. That makes this awkward. Um, because I was simply... I was simply flipping in to check in and see how... Oh, how do you even start here? Um... Alright. Well... I had previously... Uh, made contact with a couple of your, couple of your, your allies. Um, in a matter of some importance to the, to the, to, to the assembly, to the empire as a whole, really to, 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 to many people. Um, regarding your, Let's say you're new friends that aren't from the Empire or the Clovis Concord, as you are. I'm sure that you are aware of the situation to some degree. I hope they haven't kept you completely in the dark. Um, but Zarema over there is somebody who has been a guest of the assemblies for a very long time. For 
the Empire, and honestly for Zorema's own safety. Clearly that is, was put into jeopardy. I've been tasked with trying to resolve that matter. I had extended an offer that should your group be willing to... Or I guess specifically, I'd extended it to, to I'll be honest, to Cameron and, and Karis, but really it extends to everyone. Um, that should you be willing to help us resolve this matter before too many lives are lost. Um, that the assembly would be very appreciative. They had sort of left me, I, I had, all I had simply asked was, should they, when they reached the mainland, give me a heads up of where they might be. Unfortunately, they've been, you've all been very frustratingly difficult to find since then. That would, that seems accurate, yes. <laughs> So, my concerns were that was that a decision had probably possibly been made that was not necessarily in everyone's best interests. Well, by that you mean not in your interests, yes, or I the mean, empire's. Well, yes, to a degree, but in my interests, as well as all the citizens of the Empire, who are yeah, currently drawn into a war that they don't want to be in. Such is, well, unfortunately, such is the way of war. Well, yes, but if that war can be stopped, Wouldn't you agree that the that the unnecessary loss of life, if that can be avoided, that would be for the best? Mm. There's many ways a war wars end. That's true, and. I think we both think that, uh, I think that, uh, the assembly is going to outlive, uh, uh, outlive the war in most of those scenarios. I'm not just talking about the assembly, I'm talking about the regular, I say regular, but you know, the, the, the average, stop it, Siri, the average, Dwendalian citizen who is just going on with their everyday life, who has been subject to raids from the other side, have suffered losses of friends, family, children, mothers, 
those are the people that we're concerned about. You're right, we will live regardless, but as an institution, those are the lives that can be saved. And in exchange, as I said, we would be very grateful. And we would be willing to do any number of things out of that gratitude that you may wish. I'm sure you have ambitions. Well, there are... Well, in most solutions, war in uh, costing one side or the other some, well, suffering of the innocents. And, and while you certainly like to view it as such, I think that the other side, in there are, there are just as many mothers, children, who would suffer if the war were to swing in the Empire's favor. You are perhaps... So really, I, it, is, it is making choices between... It, I don't see a choice where such suffering is avoided. Well, not in... Well, when it comes to what you are after. Either choice I make, it's... I understand what I have two saying. similar... Cho I, I believe I have two similar choices to choose between. What makes you sure you're on the right one? I'm not, but I am like to think I'm better informed of elements in the Empire than I am of... I'm choosing between a known, e between a known evil and an unknown one. Oh, I think evil is an unfair term. But okay. evil is a strong term, I'll admit. Okay. If you if you're choosing the devil you don't know as opposed to the one that you do. I suppose that would be accurate. Yes. And if the one that I can't you speak, don't know I can't is... speak for the other members of my of the party, but personally. Well, I have. I'm. I'm assuming since. It's clearly been long enough. I'm assuming that you've been on the mainland for a while. Would that be fair to say? Mm. Yeah, I guess that would be fair. I'm assuming that Karis and Cameron have made their decision. I find it interesting that they didn't inform you all about this. But the decision was made, even if the, uh, if all the, 
likely quite relevant information was not shared. <clears throat> hmm. I would simply pause it for this for you to think on. The certainly the empire is not perfect. The empire is at least is a place of laws. I'm sure they have some semblance of law on the other side. Um, I'll be honest, the, the, my interest here isn't even necessarily the war. My interest here is simply preventing massive loss of life, but I'm sure that there is, there, there is, there is some semblance of law on the other side. But that is also a side that decided living in the home living in the place where demons reigned for years was the preferable option and that well they are a more savage culture i think it is fair to say i think most of them would agree to that as well and much more allowing of worship of negative things, um, might makes right in the most primal of ways that sort of thing. So I would simply suggest that the devil that you don't know could be several score worse than the one you do. And at best, what? As good or as bad? Such is the situation I'm in. Really can't change your mind, can I? There's... There's only so much like you, you can tell me about the supposed unknown devil that I can trust. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just... It's hard for me to just take your word on for it. I understand that. And I wish I was in a situation where... We have enough time that I could spend weeks... However long it took to make you see the truth. I will simply point out that this is a matter of urgency... I'm disappointed, but I don't, I don't, I understand where you're coming from. And do pass along a message to your 
friends that I'm sure we will see each other soon. And she turns to go and she stops and turns back around and says, Also, just a bit of friendly advice. Do be careful. I'm not the only person who's on the hunt for your allies. Oh. Whether I wish it or not, we'll be seeing again, I suppose. I hope so. And she gives a little smile, turns, and as she starts to walk away, she just dissipates into nothingness. Hmm. <sighs> and this is starting to distract himself by getting to his spell books. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Outside of that, your watch goes fine. Guys, wake up the next mo. Everybody wakes up the next morning. You've gotten your long rest in. Ooh. Yay, having hit points again for some of you. Um. So at the so as we're I assume we are having some form of breakfast before yes. we go. Before we finish up, uh, Hakim's gonna bring up. So we had a visitor in early this morning. Turns towards uh, uh, Cameron and Carries that some of us had met before. Right, Cameron looks at Karis wordlessly. Karis is really not paying that much attention. Uh, a member of a member of the uh, Cerberus Assembly appeared. Oh, uh, yes. You do. Rainer. You would do well to not trust anything they say. Oh, I'm well aware. I imagine many of the things she said she believes is true, but <clears throat> quite possibly they are true. I still wouldn't trust anything she says. Frankly, I don't care what she has to say. Sorry, what, what's going on? A person of some influence from the Dindalian Empire appeared in as an illusion form to speak with me. And mostly uh, to converse about off offering to uh, surrender our allies to the Empire. Is I didn't go into great detail, listening. but the, but uh, uh, she became aware of 
us making a declining the offer. She also uh, made the indication of seeing us again soon. And warned us that she wasn't the only one looking for, uh, searching for, well. Well, that's why we're up a mountain. Yep. Stay away from them. I, I guess I should just go with her then to save you all. No, it's what? No, not you. No, and and also they're not it's looking for you specifically. Not you, them. It points to Quaven and Zarana. Zarana. Quaven is very quiet, very still, watching this whole conversation. Zarama seems remarkably nonplussed by the whole thing. We, yeah, we knew they'd be looking. We knew they were looking. We didn't mention it. Sorry, a sort of head gesture to Kiris. We didn't mention it where they offered it last. Offered to have, they offered a reward for us turning them in last time because we, we didn't plan on turning you in. He's saying to Waven. I appreciate that. Don't see why that might why that had changed. I I realize that that wasn't exactly speaking for the whole group. So I guess now just. Just as back towards Hakim, I guess now you get to make a choice there, but I've got no intention of working with them. I did imply that uh, I, I, the choice had been made, although I would—I suppose it would have been worth it to bring that up when we, when this decision was being made, that uh, such advances had been made towards us, even if it likely would not have impacted our decision. I, I'm going to try and stand between Hakeem and Zoraima. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can't have her. Yep. It's okay. We're not... Like... I don't want them to go back to the Empire. Zarema stands up and put a hands on, hand on, on Price's shoulder. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. I think we're pretty safe. I think we're pretty safe among us. I'm concerned about how this person was able to find us. She did admit that it was hard to find us, but she did. I have to imagine, if they had the ability to come and get you, they would have. So I'm inclined to agree. Presumably, they mean... she she could only communicate with us. In which case, mm. I think the best course of action is to get you back to Johas as soon as possible. I mean, agreed. Great, let's go. He starts packing his stuff. He starts standing up and tidying up. I, regardless of whether other people follow him. Right. So <laughs> a little bit rudely, probably. We just have to send her a message and saying, no, thank you, we won't. Otherwise, it should keep coming. Oh, she can keep coming. Could, I don't think that would help. We could do that, but it's, this is too important for her. I'm sure she'll, I'm sure she'll be in touch again. We can tell her to piss off then too. Although that does 
firmly not. Um, also, in the in interest of comfort, I can I could be providing us shelter for a night. Uh, we would if uh, certainly if we fail to find a cave such as this one, but even in such a case, there I have learned magic that could provide us an ex uh, uh, a dry safe space, which also is difficult to observe from uh, the outside. Uh, sure, I'm sure it'll be it would be appreciated. I don't suppose you have anything that would prevent uh, magical detection. As they seem to be uh, able to find us. while I'm aware as such magic magics exist, I'm not sure why. Uh, even if I knew that such spells, I could protect that I could protect all of us. No, that's fair. Well, I'm inclined to think fast, that. I guess. Yeah, I imagine we have we have a degree of more, uh, some degree of more safety once we uh, reach the uh, dynasty. I'm not saying we'll be safe, but perhaps a little more safe, a little more so. Yes, I would. I would hope that we will be much safer in the. In, in Until then, I don't think the assembly is our only, the assembly or the wildlife is our, our only threats. Even if we don't yeah, know what they are. That's a concerning statement for sure. I don't know what would be out there, but. Hmm. I don't know what would know that we're here, even. Like, that's that's legitimately the scariest part of it for me. Hmm. Guess we'll find out. Hopefully, we don't have to. Cameron's, like, halfway down the, down the mountain at this point. Yeah, yeah, we are, we are going. <laughs> so you guys pack up, make your way out of. <coughs> Excuse me, make your way out of the cave, and you start along on your on your on your back on your hike. Are good with the words this week. Uh, so, let me see, Seeker is your scout. Let me see how survival is treating us today. Not bad, not bad. Pretty damn good. Hmm. So you guys set off 
And you guys are actually making pretty good time. It's still mountain travel. It's still very, very, you know, not an easy trip. Um, but Seeker is able to find some, some, some routes that make it as easy as possible. So you're not like constantly trying to, trying to go up difficult, uh, through difficult passes or, you know, avoid the, 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 Treacherous snow banks that are that are that are close to causing an avalanche, things like that. Um, is there anything as you guys make your way along that you want to keep an eye out for? Discuss, accomplish. How far out from Jorah's out? You guys are so it's a it was about a two week trip through the mountains. So you guys are about a third of the way through at this point. Okay. I guess I'll put you guys on the map. Or if I put you on the map as opposed to just moving to the map. There we go. Put you guys on the map. You guys are like Probably there. Still got a good long ways to go. But hey, you survived this long. Yeah. Mm, no significant losses so far. So far. Um... Probably still okay on uh, our supplies. Yep. So we're just at this point. You're, you're asking, are we doing anything over the over several days, not just well, the next like day? Is that what you're asking? Period, okay. Yes. Um, I think the next night, I'm going to talk to Karis. Okay. How is Karis doing? Karis is doing better, but she's making a point of keeping away from people. Because she's not sure how they're going to respond to her. Mm. Huh. She's still with the group. She's just yeah keeping herself apart. Mm. I think. Okay. Um. Cameron, noticing this while we're traveling, was going to leave her alone. But uh, when we make camp the next night, um, and presumably Karis is also staying apart when we're eating and, and whatever, is going to approach her and sit down next to her. Wherever, away from the fire, I assume she is. And are you casting... Tiny hut, probably. So it's a twenty, uh, ten foot radius dome uh, that we can pass through, uh, but others or spells or magical effects can't extend through the dome. Yep. Uh, it's opaque from the outside. Uh, depending on 
Hakim would tr- probably try to disguise it with the coloring, so it's if viewed from a distance, it, one might miss it. Definitely doable. Not like bright pink it's, or something. It's it's not very large a space for our group, but it's big enough, I guess. It I does mean, say it's, it can fit yeah. nine creatures of medium size or smaller. Yeah. So. Seems like it's big enough to sleep. It's probably not big enough. It's not wouldn't be big enough for like the whole camp, but like when everybody goes to sleep or whatever. Right. Yeah, all. we could probably all fit fit in. Yeah. Inside. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Karis, as mm-hmm. when when we're I don't know eating, I guess. Cameron's going to go and sit down next to Karis. Um, he doesn't immediately say anything. But he is very very distinctly sitting with Karis. She kind of acknowledges you. But just vaguely. Yeah. It's kind of a, a vague head nod in your direction. Um, after a little bit of time, Cameron is going to say, <sighs> "Sorry, oh, he, oh, he, I guess he, he's probably hesitating talking as well." But I'm trying to think of what I'm going to say. Um, no worries. What can I do to help you with this? She kind of looks up at you, looks back down. What can you do? I'm a monster. Sure, but... (sighs) We're here. What can I... You're... That's... You're not a monster. You are... As much a victim of this curse as prize is. What I, but the middle of a mountain, the mountains is probably not the time to actually deal with that. I mostly mean, what can I do to help you not, for that not to happen again? Is there anything practical I can do to make this, make things easier? You can see her definitely considering this. I do not know. I do my best to control it, but... In certain circumstances, instincts just kick in. And I cannot fight it. keep people away from me when I'm badly injured, unconscious. I will go for whoever is closest in those circumstances. Okay.
Is it blood? That you're after? In a way, it is the the life force. Blood is the easiest way to get that. I have blood. She kind of looks up at you. Slightly confused. He'll pull a knife out and sort of just like, you know, pricks the tip of his finger. You see she instantly just is focused on that. I'm smiling, Cameron's not. (laughs) Would this help? At this point in time, no, I do not need healing. I do, I'm fighting the instincts. It is when I lose control that the issues start, but the craving is always there. Okay. He stands up, and he looks, moves to sort of walk away, and then he turns back and he says, We will find a solution to this problem. She kind of nods in thanks. And then he will go back to the others. Go. Sit back down and finish eating or whatever everybody else is doing. Uh, I want to see if I can talk to Zoraemo. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And for the record, so where you guys have found uh, uh, to sort of sort of settle in, you guys have found another sort of cave to settle in. It looks like it is very much a side of the mountain. Big surprise, you're in the mountains. Um, but this is a somewhat larger cave. Uh, uh, mouth. It looks like this might have been. You guys scouted the scouted the cave. Uh, a seeker and seeker and Quaven specifically scouted the the cave. It is empty, but it looks like it might have been the place where. Um, either the 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 young white that you had fought, or a somewhat larger sibling of theirs at one point called home. Um, it, it It's probably about a, like a 12 foot tall ceiling. Um, goes back a good 50, 60 feet. And just, there is, it looks like whatever dragon had been here at one point had a fight uh, uh, with something that was outside of the cave. Because outside, directly outside, there is just this permanent ice just sort of blast outwardness that forms this sort of almost, it's nice because it's kind of defensible, really. Um, 
but this sort of sort of uh, tracks out that you guys are currently in, and obviously eating as you are, you guys are not necessarily in the hut right now. Um, you might not even cast the hut yet, so you guys can get your full mm. rest. But um, that's where you currently are, and yeah, Zarema is off to uh, off to the side. Um. She eat, she tends to eat very quickly, and she is uh she she's sitting there, eyes not quite shut, sort of slow, close to shut, half shut, as she's sort of lost in her own thoughts and doesn't quite notice you approach. Hi, hi, sorry, sorry oh. to um, interrupt. No, no, you're fine. Hi, hon, what's um, up? He sits, straightens up a little bit. I, I've been thinking uh, about like our situation since uh, we had our visitor, apparently. Yeah. If we killed you, would that stop her coming? She throws a glance, currently... Quaven is off, so he he he's staying guard at the at the edge of the of the <laughs> cavern. He has not heard anything. <coughs> Looks back at you. I mean, I don't know for sure. Yes, it would. I mean. If I die, especially if I die here, I'll be perfectly honest. The information that I have, unless there happens to be a, um, a, a whatever it is, I'm, I'm not a deep, I'm not particularly strong in my lore of, of, of Maluxen, but, unless there's a one of their artifacts here nearby assumedly yes i would i, I would die and the information would die with me probably an idea then if we, i mean sorry i just realized no that's not what i meant sorry um it's okay we could make it look like you were dead and have her check, and then she would stop because you were dead, but then you wouldn't be. I see. She smiles a little bit. You know, she didn't get tense, or stressed, or defensive. She was sort of taken aback by the question. I can't imagine why. I think it's not a bad idea. The problem, or there would absolutely be—I wouldn't say risks, because worst case scenario is they they were still they they're still chasing us, but the odds of success, the 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 assembly and. 
thus network of information that this person has access to. I assume this person is acting on behalf of lewdness or whoever lewdness is working with. Um, they have access to a lot of information to discern truth about stuff. And there's a really good chance that they would be a, they would be able to figure out that I wasn't actually dead. We'd just have to make you actually dead for a bit. Okay. I, I was thinking like I might be able to kind of put you to sleep for a bit and then it like contact her to come and check and go, yep, she's dead. Well sorry about that. You're free to go. And then uh, after a while you would wake up. I mean maybe. That or I think work. I figured out a way to bring people back to life so we could just actually kill you, but I don't really want to do that. That would be less preferable, um, for sure. Uh, I can think of at least one person who would vehemently disagree with that option. Um, I mean, it could work. The question would be if they would just let you go after that. Because maybe you told I told you something. Well, then the burden would be on us to carry, not you. That's true. And if you're at, like fake dead and they're not looking for you anymore, we could go our separate ways and you could get to where you're going and not be chased but they'll be after us, but we don't know anything and they can't prove it. So in the interest of arguments not happening I would suggest not throwing out the actually kill you suggestion to the group as a whole. But that's something that we can discuss with, with everybody for sure. I'll be honest, I'm not sure how well it will work, but We're taking you a long way out of your way as it is. So I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I feel kind of responsible for dragging you all into the middle of the mountains and are going to go across the border of a war to a country none of you are from. Actually, I have I have an idea. Wait here a second. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pull out the pieces of dragon bones that I picked. 
Uh-huh. And I will cast Augury. Okay. Uh, I will, uh, with the intention of suggesting that we go ahead with the uh, bang, you know, like fake death, uh, contact uh, Rainer and immediately mm-hmm. get her to check. I just have to look at that spell once because I have not looked at it in a long time. Um, I think it's the, the basically you it's tell the, us yeah, is that no, a good idea the, or a bad idea. Yep, yep. Yeah, tell us your story secrets, Dan. <laughs> Come on, so, dish. You 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 toss the bones. Um and the way that they land. Uh cuz these were like the these were like you would grab just random bones from it, right? Yeah, like I I don't know exactly what I was meant to be looking for except that Dragon bones apparently work for this, so yes. that's what I was on, under the operation of. Fair enough. Like, does it need to be specifically skull bones or tail bones? No, it's or mostly do they just need to be decorated. Yeah, it's probably. Let's be honest; it's probably just fragments. Yeah. Because full bones, yeah, that's you're probably not carrying around like like a leg bone. More to the point, multiple because. If you just toss one, it's kind of hard to for that to. So, so yeah, it's it's fragment. It, it you, says go this way. <laughs> <laughs> so you toss them down, and you take a minute to look at them. Uh, uh you you know, channel channel your energy into it, and you feel that wind pick up, sort of. Pushes the, uh, brushes the bones sort of across the ground a little bit until they land in shape. And you look down and the bones are forming, might be appropriate for bones, what immediately stands out in your eye is a skull. And you get sort of a chill up your spine. Uh, okay, so maybe not that then. Okay, it was worth and it was worth suggesting. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll we'll get through this. We'll be okay. Sorry. Don't be sorry. It's any suggestion is a good suggestion. Just maybe don't suggest around Quaven that you kill me. 
Only for a little bit. I mean, yeah, but it still might not. Things are really on a good situation with the with the group dynamic as a whole right now, and I'm trying not to have it sink at all. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But we're, we're any piece, any suggestion is a good suggestion as far as I'm concerned. You're 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 trying to think of solutions in that scale. I I think I know why it wouldn't work. I don't know her personally. We haven't met. I mean, there. Although, but, why would that not? make the plan work. Because then I wouldn't be able to tell her to come here and look at how gruesome your death was. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. How gruesome was how gruesome were you planning? Uh I I think it would have to be some kind of animal attack or something, because otherwise Craven would be very defensive and very skillful at killing things. And he certainly wouldn't let you just be the only casualty. And to be clear, this is the faked one or the real one? I... parts of both. Okay, I'm even gonna vote against the real one if I'm torn apart by animals. But... No, I, I pull out my disguise kit. I mean, uh, not really. Oh, okay, okay. So the fake, fake. Okay, fair. The real fake or the double fake? I'm confused, but okay. Anyway, that wouldn't work, so I'll put the disguise kit away. Yeah. Uh, okay. Alright. Sort of wander off all quickly. Yep. Yeah, anything else? Any other conversations? Thing. Okay. You guys finish food. Go to settle Tiny in. Tiny Hut gets cast to mostly Tiny to conceal uh, the light of uh, our campfire from the outside. Mm-hmm. That's most of its purpose here. Legit. Um, it does keep keep also that space is dry and like comfortable, <laughs> so probably warmer than outside the that right hot hot space. <laughs> hot space. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just hot boxing. <laughs> That's the other game. Um. So yeah, you guys settle in for settle in for rest. Uh go through the watches again. Um well, I am just going to I'm going to Uh 
So this, just to check, make sure. Uh, Karis, are you joining in on a watch this time? Uh, yeah, I would be. Okay. Are you jumping in with Cameron? Yeah. Or okay. Uh, could I make an offer to take watch with Karis? Yeah. Like instead of Cameron, or in addition to, I don't know. You can certainly offer. I think our traditional watch was the middle one? Yeah, I believe so. Typically, typically Carrie's and Cameron took their second watch. Quaven and Seeker, Cameron and Karis, and then Hakeem and Seeker. So yeah, I mean, if I I would when we were organizing that I'd be like so me and noticing Karis is no longer really catatonic it'd be like me and Karis on second watch I guess mm-hmm. and if you wanted to um I could I take that instead with Karis uh sure sorry I should yeah no problem uh do you want me there as well looking at Karis and looking at both of them. Or do you want to... I mean, you want. I don't see any reason to. You need sleep as well. I get uh, plenty of sleep. Looking at Karis. If you don't mind, of course. But can I... You know what? I I think kind of shocked that Prize wants to be on watch alone with her. You know what? I'll jump on the third watch you to cool. do your thing. Cool. Alright. First watch happens. It's an NPC and a PC who's not here, so nothing happens on that watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, you, you're saying we don't get woken up by, like, blood soaking through everyone's clothes because it, it happened while everyone else was asleep. Right. Nope, nope, nope. Zika uh, finally went rogue. I knew it. <laughs> Seeker, Seeker goes full ash from Alien. Um, I was thinking just Order 66. Or that. I just like the idea of Seeker just Randomly rolling up a magazine and choking people to death with it. Which, by the way, <laughs> is the weirdest part of that whole bit from Alien. Um, I I was picturing uh, Jason X. Ah, yeah, okay. P- picking up picking up a sleeping camera and beating another one to death with her. That would probably be more appropriate in this situation. <laughs> um... Regardless. Wow, you're killing me. <laughs> God, I need to see that again. Um, so, second watch comes. Guys get woken up. Settle in. Uh, are you all okay? I should be asking you if you are okay. I I mean it's not it's not good. It's also not the worst thing that's ever happened. 
it sort of gestured towards my back. I apologize that it always seems to be you. It is nothing personal. You always seem to be the person who is closest at the worst possible time. I think it's because I'm trying to help. I think you may be correct. Maybe keep your distance while you try to help. I I guess in the interest of maintaining those bad decisions, I have an idea. It it probably won't work, but I'm willing to try if you are. Let me hear the suggestion, and then I will make a decision. It's kind of like when I can get rid of poisons and things, but, like, stronger. Okay. And I I figured at worst case it does nothing, but at best it might get you back to normal. And how would this work? Basically, I just pray for you. It is worth a try. But I, I didn't want to just surprise you with it, so I, I needed to ask. I thank you for that courtesy. And, and I'm going to cast Remove Curse. Okay. <clears throat> so you cast remove curse. Um and curse you get a sudden smell of like the ocean and a sense of just like you're on an open road nothing but possibility in front of you and then it fades and you still pretty much feel the same uh look at prize I I I don't know how we would know if it worked or not I'm sorry I felt something But not for long. I do not know if it worked. That's something at least. This is true. 
maybe we can keep trying, or I'll I'll just keep trying to think of something that would help as well. I would appreciate that. Thank you. She seems a little surprised that people are trying to help her. She's kind of not used to that. I mean, fair. So you guys... One of the other reasons I wanted to spend this time with you is to, I guess, prove that I'm, I'm not afraid and you shouldn't be. I've seen how like, you're kind of staying away from everyone because maybe of what happened. I, I don't know, but I, I I know what it's like to feel scared and want to just stay away. So I, I, I wanted to try and tell you that so at least you know that I, it, we're okay. She... Again, looks a bit shocked and surprised. She's not used to people thinking about her in this way. And she's like, uh, thank you. I don't know what else to say. It, you don't need to, but if anyone else tries to do anything to you, I'll try and get myself in the way better me than you or anyone no that yeah. I yes. will not allow no you are more worthy to this world than me I, I, I'm no one everyone else is better off I'll, I mean I can help but you know I, I, I'm just, I'm just nothing. She kind of reaches out slowly and tentatively to not sort of spook Price, and just lays a hand on her arm and just goes, "Everyone is worthy." Even you. There are exceptions to the rules. Yeah, I I am the exception. You... No. Yes. You are not. You have repeatedly proven yourself. Not that you need to. Oh, I either I'm worthy and you are too, or no one is. I see. I think on this we will have to agree to disagree. I, I'm not leaving this. I want to hear you say it. <sighs> she looks down, looks away. I can become worthy. 
uh, you get a hug from behind, and if you're turned away. She kind of stiffens for a second and then relaxes. I I know it's hard. Yes, it definitely is. Thank you. Sorry. She kind of gently, very gently punches you with that. I'm going to act as if, like, that's a lethal blow and, like, fall to the ground. (laughs) Delightful. Um, Yeah. She knows how hard uh, she hit. You're strong. Not that strong. But we're all strong in our way. This is true. You two, roll me a perception roll. Eighteen. Oof, dirty twenty. Okay. Why did that not roll? Why is that? Uh, it showed up in the roller on Beyond. Yeah, it showed up in the yeah. roller. It's fine. Um, so I keep Beyond open as well. Also because that's where I do all of my rolling stuff. So, um, so the two of you both pick up at this point as you guys are, you know, you guys are, are inside this tent. This tent, this hut. Which, it always screws me up as a side note, the dimensions of stuff, because I'm a dumbass and I never look at, I, I, I've always assumed that this was a 10 foot diameter dome. Nope. No, it's 10 foot radius. The 10 foot radius dome. That's actually a pretty big fucking fucking hut. It's significant. It's not like a huge space. No, but, but that's it's, not a it's... medium hut. That, that's a medium hut at least. It is not a tiny hut. Mm-mm. Like it, it fits a, a two foot person, and that's it. But you both, you know, you can see outside of it. And, and, and this sense and stuff. You don't see anything, but there is outside. You just hear loudly off, off a little bit outside the cavern. Um, looks like it might be somewhere out of view. You just hear a very loud snapping of snapping sound. Uh, sword appears in hand. You hear another one soon after that. Does it sound like it's something heading towards us, or...? It sounds close-ish. Roll uh with uh with um, it 
It sounds like it is very near the cave. Possibly moving closer. Looks towards Price. Did you hear that? Just nodding silently. Wake the others. I'm going to have a look. Uh, I'll I'll start with Cameron. Shaking him roughly by the shoulders. Uh, so, sorry, we need you. Like, dagger out at at you when you shaking him. Like, you like grab you and then hold a dagger. And you're like, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's up? Sorry. What's going on? <laughs> I, I, I did wake you up. Uh, we kind of need you. One. Sorry. What's happening? Out, crunchy noise. Oh, he like pushes you away and like grabs his armor and starts strapping it yep. on. So, Karis, you get to the edge of the hut at least. Mm-hmm. You can't quite peer a lot. Like you peer around, you don't see anything, and then you hear another snapping sound. It sounds like. Something stepping on a branch, only a very large branch. And it sounds like it is essentially here. Let me move you guys onto. I'm assuming you can see on this map. Maybe you can't, I don't know. I can see. There's the hut. There's you guys. It sounds like it is basically coming from like off in this direction. Off to for those for whom this is an audio medium. Um, it sounds like it is outside of the cave. Um, off to essentially if you were facing the cave, your left. Keep watching intently in that direction. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm... This sounds weird. I'm making my way through the others. (laughs) 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 I mean, it is an an enclosed uh, hut where there is... Nobody can see in, but you can see all the out you want. So whatever... Whatever happens inside the hut stays inside the hut. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, you go through very quickly, wake everybody up. Um, Emma will come up behind the caresses once he's got his gear on. It's like, what's happening? Hakim would be. Quickly scrambling up to get to the back of the back of the hut and casting mage armor. Mm-hmm. Movement, sound. 
And she points in the general direction. Yep. What's the terrain like outside the hut? Outside the cave, hut, whatever? It is... So it's snowy. There is, as I mentioned, there is this sort of icy sort of blast that's sort of been frozen in place. You don't know how old this is, but it's clearly not melting anytime soon. Um, makes a little bit, a little bit tricky, but you can sort of, if you want to maneuver between, like, the specific shoots that go off, you can do that. Yeah, uh, I would like, like to. There, there, there. But you would have to leave the hut to do so. Yeah, I'm going to try to, with the greatest of stealth, okay. uh, make my way out to try to get a look at whatever this thing is that I can also presumably hear at this point. Roll me a stealth roll. Okay. Oh, 11. Okay. Not, not so hot, but okay. So yeah, you carefully... You make it out to probably about there. Sort of look around and roll me, roll me a, I'm gonna, yeah, perception roll. 13. Wow, I'm rolling terribly today. <laughs> so you go out, you look around, you don't see anything initially. I'm very sorry, it rolled a natural 20, which gives it a 29. I, 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 okay, that makes me feel better, because a 20 still wouldn't have got it, but only just. This is so. true. It is very sneaky. Um, which means, essentially, it's going to get a surprise attack on you. Yep. As, from within the, from within the hut, you guys see, Cameron just doesn't catch this, because Cameron's outside and is busy sort of scanning the, 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 like, along this sort of side area. You all see this sort of shadow, large shadow, sort of fall over Cameron. And also it's dark. And Cameron is human. So, those with dark vision pick this up. As this very large, um, uh, uh, this insect, insect-like creature just leaps down and is going to attack Cameron. Okay. Uh, so it gets three attacks. <laughs> you're, you're looking for 14. Three attacks, so we will do two with that. Oh, you are surprised, so it is essentially... Uh, oh, well, never mind, it hit anyways. Um, one, two, and then that. So a 14 hits you, a 22 hits you, and a 20 hits you. Okay. Does I realize that I am surprised? Yes, and that it is dark. But does this count as an attacker that I can see? Not until the moment. Not until the moment. Uh, not during the surprise round. Okay, I would say. 
It is a visible creature, yes. Well, that's, but that's, so that's, that's the, the okay, it's uncanny dodge. It's like when I get attacked by an, atta- an attacker that I can see, or that, that you can see, hits you with an attack, I can halve the damage. But I don't know if it's the same as, like, the Mavarian thing, where it's like, I when you see believe... something... Because that takes a reaction, correct? Uh, yes, so it'll only affect one. I it would don't only believe affect one you can use reactions during surprise rounds. Oh, interesting. Well, then it doesn't matter. Or when, to be clear, since technically there are no surprise rounds, but there are surprise rounds, you cannot use your reaction when you are surprised. It's fine. At best, it would cut me half of one attack, because yeah. I only get one reaction around it turn anyway. So you will take... Hold on just a second here. Let me make sure... Um, So you take 7 slashing, mm-hmm. 10 slashing, mm-hmm. and then 2 piercing and 7 poison damage. And, and then what was the last one, sorry? 2 piercing and mm-hmm. 7 poison damage. As you, you're there, and all of a sudden, the thing just sort of dropped on you. You feel blades stab into you twice. And then you feel something, these fangs sink into the back of your neck with this just burn going through your, through, through your blood fangs. Everybody else, and you, in this particular instance, you can't quite see what, what, what's on you. Everybody else sees this large spider-like creature. Um... Uh, spider body, legs, upper torso is humanoid. Um, dark skinned, uh, has an elven like face, except for mandibles where the teeth would, where, where the mouth would be. And it just drops down on top of him. And that's where we're all initially. Hope. Oops. Feel free to use either. I forgot to click on my token for the first one. Oh, no worries. Um... Yeah, I don't mind that being with that one. Uh, let's see. Quagan. Going on. Quagan's going on a good roll. That is a, oh, Seeker, Seeker, Seeker. Okay. It's not going through again, but that was a natural 20 for a 22. Indeed it was. Uh, alright. Had to turn down briefly, so turn twenty two. All right, so that makes Karis going first. Awesome. It is. I I should put it, like, right there, because it's not actually in the hut. 
Um, Keris is actually for once going to remember that she has Hexblade's curse. It's good to remember. Mm-hmm. Bonus action, Hexblade curse this thing. Okay. Uh, jump out of the tiny hut and uh, try to stab this thing twice. Go. Go for it. Thirsting blade. Actually remembering my stuff for once. First attack is a natural one. But hey, it went through to roll 20. It did. Mm. <laughs> it didn't It didn't go through well, but it went through. And the second... The nine. Yeah. <laughs> With a plus wow. seven. So, yes. yeah. Those yeah, unfortunate... Now that... Now they're talking to each other, my my normal roles <laughs> reinsert themselves. Those unfortunately do not hit. So you rush out of the you rush out of the, out of the hut. You swing and never seen something like this before, but it's a spider thing, maybe if you you know. And it turns it very quickly pivots and it just easily deflects your um, your sword attacks with one of its long swords. And that's everything for you? That is, yes. Alright, so that brings in Quaven. Quaven is going to go 5, 10, 15, no, 15, 20, 25, 30. Get around to it. Um, and is going to, uh, spend a bonus action to manifest his echo so that, that's the echo version, so that uh, at least hopefully it can take a hit for someone. Uh, and he will put the echo there. And then he is attacking once. Spins his scimitar around. He looks more tense than he usually is in fights. Uh, and perhaps a little bit more impassioned. Uh, he is flanking with Karis, so he does get advantage. Hack one. Is a double nine. Attack two. Is a sixteen, which also misses. That's Quaven's turn. Hakeem, you're up. Okay. All right, Seeker, go get him. As Hakim casts haste on Seeker. All right. <clears throat> and uh, 
I'll just move my token over to where to represent more accurately where Hakim is standing, trying to stay the well away from the danger. Legit. All right. That's Hakim's turn. So, at 16, uh, somebody becomes visible out in the out in the uh, within the the ice shoots that are out there you see a a a drow dark skinned elf white hair sort of a uh, uh shaved on one side sort of off to the side a little bit this isn't intentional it's the only way i know how to describe it the sombra cut um dressed in sort of studded leather um he they move up they are going to attack quaven uh, they are going to attack and they do not it, 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 it is it's worth noting they do not look like they are armed. They are just punching. Uh, and they are also flanking. That is an 18, which I believe do does manage to hit Quaven. And a 24, which definitely hits Quaven. Uh, do not have. Okay, so Quaven needs to make a constitution save. Oof. That's not good. Um, and then so Quaven. Takes eight plus six or so fourteen damage. Eh, that's fine. And then it is Duder's attacks one more time as a bonus action. Uh, seventeen is just enough to hit for another four. So this guy runs up behind Quaven. Quaven doesn't even see him coming because you know, kind of focused on the big spider person. Comes up behind, just fires off a couple quick rapid shots in on 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 the body along the side, and one of them hits Quaven and just briefly like he is he is stunned. So that's a thing that happened. Prize, you're up. Uh, so the is this indoors in the cave or? No, this is all outside the cave. Outside, okay. Uh, yeah, just because we're the domes, yeah. yeah the hut, it's, it's the hut is in the cave. Okay. Um, I, I moved you as far back as far back to represent in the cave as I could, basically. Yeah, fair. And uh, what's the weather like? It is. It's so it's it's mm, dead of the night because it's the second shift. Um, 
It is a bit of light cold. Yeah, there's probably a little bit of of light snow. I was thinking that we have a uh, at least the remains of a fire probably Mm -hmm. in the cave. Yep. Which is some light. Correct. Okay. Well, I'm going to make my way as per the song uh, down towards the the exit of the cave. Okay. I don't know how much movement that will get me. Uh, well, I'm essentially put, figuring you guys are about where you are, so... Okay. Map is accurate. Yeah. And I'm going to raise a hand to the sky and do pull lightning. Alrighty. Are you calling it down on the on the, on the let's call it what it is? Are you calling it down on the drider or on the on the the drow? Um, I it's a, a point, so I'm going to do it next to the drider. Okay, like there. Yeah. Ooh. Dexterity save. Dexes are okay, but but eleven is not going to cut it. So it takes twenty points of lightning damage from oh, this lightning strike. That's, not, that's yeah. a good roll. So prize comes out, reaches up into the sky, prays, does whatever, and you guys see clouds very quickly swirl and just this. Strike of lightning come down um and slam right into right into the side of the rider, which squeals as you hear get the the that that smell of ozone hair going up, and it is this charred bit about uh down its side it was not happy with that smell of ozone followed by the smell of burnt hair, yep, mm delicious. Nice stuff. Uh, anything for a bonus action? What I'm just checking. Not a lot of bonus action cantrips for clerics, I think. No, yeah. unfortunately there are no. not. Um, yeah, that, that's my turn. Alright. So that will bring it to the Drider's turn. The Drider is suddenly surrounded. Um... So, Drow's dealing with Quaven. Cameron's in not great shape at the moment. Um, it is going to take a swipe at Cameron, and then take a swipe and a bite at Karis. Unless, let me see. Alright. Good news is it does not have advantage. It is not surprising you anymore. I don't know. I, I'm still fairly surprised by this whole thing. I mean, fair. <laughs> Karis, does a 19 hit you? Yes. Alright. 
and so take eleven slashing damage from a from a sword swing. Um, a nine misses you. It does as it tries as it reaches in to try and bite at you, but you manage to pull back from that. Uh, and then Cameron. A nine misses you as well. So you manage to desperately, like, just pull back out of the way as his sword goes. And it looks like would have been, if it had hit, would have been just enough to knock you unconscious. But that is the Drider's turn. Cameron, you're up. Huh. Okay, so I'm st- I'm still standing, I you're, guess. I wouldn't yes. I mean knocked down. You're cool. up and good news, you're still up. Yeah. So, I will um attack it. I guess I have advantage because of flanking from the echo. You do not the the echo does not provide flanking. <sighs> that's that's sad. Flanking has, um to flank it has to be a person and an echo does it does not count as an attack a person that's similar yeah yeah that's fine um okay well then i'm just gonna make a regular attack i guess go for it uh with my short sword um and if it hits wow i mean it's that a natural one is not gonna hit you swing goes well yeah you're trying to figure cool. out where do you even stab this thing? There, <laughs> yes, very good point. Uh, da, da, da. Apparently, cool. the chitinous part along its side is definitely not the place to stab it. So, and he, here's what I'm going to do. So, let me know if this works. First of all, I'm going to move away over to here. Okay, I have, you have uh, mobile. mobile, so, so can't attack me. With, yes, correct. I'm now inside the hut. Correct. Which, by itself, would break line of sight, but isn't that's not doesn't mean they don't know where I am. Right. But now I'm going to use my bonus action, uh, cunning action, to hide. Use the hide action, right. based on the fact that they can't see me right now, and therefore next turn I can do some stuff. Yeah, no, legit, that is absolutely cool. fair. All right, that's the end of Getting your turn. Legit use of tiny hut in combat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at seven. He's going to move further back. He's going to move around here, I think. But yeah. okay, seven. Few more. Pe- few more forms come into vision. Oh no! <laughs> Several more drow, mm. uh, and they are going to take pot shots. Um, they are going to. So, prize, just to make sure I remember correctly, you moved outside, you cast, you did not move back inside, correct? That is correct. Okay. So, you have a a couple shots coming at you as they pull out hand cross, or they have them already out. They are shooting hand crossbows at you. Uh, These two over here are... 
Uh, over on the other side, this one is moving up to 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 help uh, their person, out Quaven, and this one is moving to get a shot at Karis. Uh, so we will start with two shots at. Uh, prize. Uh, 19 hits you. Mm hmm. And an 18 hits you. It do. Alright. So you take 7 piercing damage and 6 piercing damage. And I need you to make me 2 constitution saving throws. You beat me to the punch! Unless that was for your concentration. Uh, that was... Uh, let's say not. Alright. I mean, it's yeah, not good either way. It can be for your concentration if you want. Nah. Alright. So you take 7 and 6 piercing damage. And... So the second one, you get hit a couple of times. Pull the pull these these bolts out, and there's a moment where you feel a little woozy, and you don't even have time to open your mouth to say anything before you drop unconscious. <laughs> Usually, the concentration people breaks feel... anyway. Yes, concentration breaks anyways. People usually people don't fail that save by five or more because it's only DC thirteen. I'm helping. Uh Karis, you have a shot coming at you. Mm -hmm. Uh does a fifteen hit you? Nope. So you yeah managed to dodge as another bolt just skims right by you. And then Quaven is getting attacked while he is stunned. So that's certainly good news. Uh, you're stunned. You are incapacitated. It only means you can't take attack. Okay. But attack rolls do have advantage. Um... That is a 16, which is surprisingly a miss. Drow can't hit the stunned other drow. That is their turn. It is now Seeker's turn. Seeker will move up. Hmm. a lot of people to, to potentially kill. Um, Good thing Seeker has many attacks to do. Seeker has many attacks. Seeker has uh, one, two, three attacks. Did he, he, he had an extra one last time, but was that from like a trait or something? Oh, that's right. He can also cast... The... 
Where's the spell? Zephyr Strike? Zephyr no, I, th- I think he has like an ambushy type thing, oh, yeah. maybe. Yes, he does. Thank you for reminding me. Um, like it's like he does it. He can only do it on the first round or something. It is. I think it might red be ambusher. By... You add your wisdom. Blah 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 blah. The start of your at the first turn of each combat. Start of the first turn at each combat. Your walking speed increases by ten. Plus till the end of that turn. If you take the attack action on that turn, you make one additional weapon attack. Yeah. Oh. So he gets. Cool. Three attacks, or three, four attacks, actually. Mm. Um, he did just see a couple drow drop the cleric. So he's going to shoot them. Uh, first attack. Okay, he says he gets like. First attack is a 20, which I'm pretty damn sure hits. Oh, yeah. Uh, Four. Four plus an additional D8. For 11. That hurt. Second attack. Same one. A 13, which is going to miss. Third attack. 14, which is also going to miss. I mean, it's okay. I'm rolling like Navarin one. Uh... I mean, he hit once. And he really hurt that. He really hurt that one drow. And then missed three times. But he will also move up to get in front of Prize. Because that feels like a very secret thing to do. Uh, is Zarema's turn? Zarema is going to reach out and and put a hand on Cameron's shoulder and Cameron you get uh five hit points back Um, and you could use some more, so that was the action. It's also going to spend a bonus action to cast, uh, oh, this is awkward. Because you heal multiple people, but only one person in the thing is, in the hut is wounded, and you can't cast a spell through the hut. Correct. Um, she could move to outside it and then back. She could. Uh, I mean, I don't know how to communicate this to her, but I wouldn't worry that much about me. Yeah, she's going to move out because there are some hurt people out here, and she will heal Quaven and 
uh, uh, Prize, and Karis. For using... Mass healing wound or word. I'll get seven hit points back. I assume I'm still honk chewing over here. You are still unconscious currently, yes. Uh, you are. That's what, that's what, 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 secret is now, well, next turn. Um, as she can't, she gets, you know, that sort of blow to her eyes and stuff, and you guys feel spiders call over you and all that fun stuff. Um, that definitely draws the attention of, of Drow and the Drider. Uh, the Drider hisses and says something in, a language you do not understand. And now we're at the top of the round. Karis, you're up. I am going to attempt to hit the Drider again. Go for it. Twice. I mean, he... That's going to be a hit. That's a 20. Second one. That is also going to be a hit. Awesome, and it's hexed, so I Correct. also get additional damage. One-handed. So first. So nine. Nine. Nine and nine. Second is twelve. Okay, so 9 and 12. So, so 21 uh, damage. Plus, I believe the Hex... You're doing Hexblade's Curse, so that gives you a... Yeah, so it's plus 3. So plus 3 for each attack? Yes. Okay. Oh, and the they are both criticals. Uh, mm-hmm. no, they're... It has to be a natural. Ah, uh, yeah. 18 to 20. Not bad. Or 19 to 20, yeah. or whichever it is. Yep. But you regain your sort of focus, look at it, you swing it, and you carve two big gaping wounds uh, along its it, along the side where it just got scar- uh, scorched by that lightning. It had opened up a little bit, and you just go right deep in there and you big spurt of blood comes out. Spider blood. Mm-hmm. Radioactive spider blood? No. <laughs> Nobody is be- You Trust me. You don't want to get a transformative bite from a drider because that's not going to be good. Uh, and that's your turn? That's my turn. Alright. Quaven's turn. Quaven is done. Hakeem's turn. Uh, Hakeem is just gonna spend this turn on trying to wake up, uh, okay. Prize. 
So Prize notably is outside of the out of the hut. I'm not sure I have the action economy to both wake uh, wake Prize up and drag. No, yes. I'm not sure if I can. I'm just saying you would have to briefly step outside to wake Prize up. Do I? Isn't Prize partially inside the hut? I would be like right on the edge. Yeah. If anything. It's not a big issue. Just letting you know. Like nothing. If you just reach out, do it and pull back, you're fine. That's. I'm probably going to do that because I don't have the time to drag also. Legit. So, yeah, you can take an action to shake Prize awake. Yeah. Prize, you wake up. Also, fortunately, the initiative is such that there's a good chance that Prize can uh, get themselves out of danger if they want. Legit. Um, Prize, you feel like you had a hangover, but you didn't drink. And that's everything for you, Hakeem? Yep. Alright. It is the the, the 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 Drow with the Stun's turn. Um and the Drow with the Stun is going to Um Yeah, it's just going to beat the shit out of Quasim, because why not? He's stunned. Advantage on attacks. Also, Kryn Dynasty Soldier. Um, so, attack one. Attack two. Bonus attack. Uh, well, let's see. Might. So, an 18 misses, a 15 misses. That's annoying for the for 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 this person. Um Yeah, no, they will spend something to get two more mi- uh two more attacks. And those are an eighteen and a crit. Pork. Well spent, well spent thing. So that is seven plus twenty. Quavens look better. As this person just like just starts punching away like right up the body, hit, hits mostly armor, and then slams into the back of Quavens' head, sending him sort of stumbling. And then spin kicks him like dead in the face. You hear, you hear a nose break. Graven's been in better shape. Um, and at the moment, he is going to back off for a, for 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 a second and move. Yeah, he'll move behind the other drop about there. Uh, and that is his turn, and that makes it Prize's turn. Okay. Um, 
So with these ice things on the map, are right. they uh, blockades, difficult terrain? They would be considered difficult terrain, unless you have something that counters difficult terrain. Yeah. In which case, it's still difficult terrain. You just walk through it as normal. Yeah. So I assume I'm prone. You are, in fact, prone. So instead of what I was planning on doing, I will have to do something slightly different and stand up. Okay. And use my remaining movement to get between these two very unlucky fellows. Uh Uh-huh. As I twin spell a second level inflict wounds. Oh, okay. I believe I have to do this technically twice, then. Yes. You roll separate attacks. The 11 misses, the 19 hits. Can I use my inspiration on that 11? You absolutely or? can. I would like to do so. Eventually, this There we go. Of course you critted. Wow. So this is going to just suck out loud, I think. <laughs> of course you critted. Yep. And I need to roll... Holy shit. Two more D10. (laughs) Don't worry about it. You really don't have to. Okay. And that goes on the crit, right? Yeah. So that is 38. That is 52 damage. I'm I'm just going to ask this. Because frankly, it doesn't matter. But 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 it doesn't matter how th- what your answer is in terms of functional tactical. So I, since that was technically the first attack, which of the two was your first attack on? Uh, I imagine that because Prize is right-handed, it goes through the right hand first. Okay. So the one that's to herself. Okay. And. Because I spent time looking it up, it does have to be two separate creatures. Yes. No, yeah, I assumed it was two separate. So, you reach out, grab that one by the face. It's completely not expecting it's expecting you to run up to him after he just knocked you unconscious with a crossbow. Put on his face. The rest of you, you're all mostly away from this. So you just hear the sounds of a chorus. A two-man chorus of death screams that are very quickly cut off. Prize. You see, as you reach out and grab each of these by the face, the reason that I asked is because the one to the the one to your west or to your to your right had two hit points left. So I was curious if you were going to do fifty some damage to that one. Um, well, I mean, technically, the order of operations means that it would. I mean, it, it's fine. 
only doing 27 damage to the one with two hit points has the same functional effect. Yeah. Basically, uh. you pump so much necrotic energy into these people that you see their bodies sort of rupture, like this ripple that goes from from head down to toe of their body, and then... If you've ever seen, like, somebody, a, a stress ball burst, mm -hmm. that's what happens to these two. It's like dropping a blood balloon from, like, the fifth story. Just sploosh of, like, blood and viscera and black goo from your casting all over the place. Prize is gonna be messy. <laughs> you just spread two drow across about a 20 foot <laughs> radius. They are very, very, very dead. Hakim is regretting paying attention to what Prize does. <laughs> <laughs> Outside um, or in within combat, because it could be two very different things. But I'm also, like, as a free action, I guess, I'm going to turn and face the, the one with the fancy hair and just sort of give him a death stare. Okay. <laughs> Trying to intimidate, but not mechanically doing so. Yeah. They look, they look your direction, and they see that, they look at you, they're definitely taking you a little bit more seriously now. <laughs> they don't seem concerned, though. Oh, that's cute. That's your turn? Uh, I think that's about all I can do, yeah. It is the Drider's turn. Um... At the moment, its main prey has run off into the in, in, into the safety of of the thing it can't see through. But on the other hand, the drow in the, the drow in the crin armor no longer has his. <coughs> oh. No longer has one of his allies beating on it. So Quaven is going to get two attacks. And... Akiris will get one. So... Longsword to Quaven. Bite to Quaven. Longsword to Akiris. 18 hits, uh... A 22 hits you, right, Karis? Yes. Okay. So both of the longsword attacks hit. The bite does not. Which is probably a good thing. Um... You take 10 slashing damage. Waven only takes 4. Quinn is still not looking great. 
Um, and this thing is, you know what? It doesn't like being surrounded. It's willing to take an opportunity to attack. It's moving this way, so Karis Rama first can get opportunity attacks against it. Return of the bad rolls. Pretty sure that's not going to hit. Um, Zarema just gets to make a dagger strike. And Zarema hits! For a little bit of damage. Going to keep moving. Maybe get to strike. Uh... That's going to miss. Oof. And it positions itself. Let's, let's see. Five, 20, 25, 30. Uh, yep, that's as far. So it gets itself about, f about five feet up the wall. And that is the end of its turn. Cameron, you're up. Can I? <clears throat> it's climbed up the walls. Okay. A little ways. Um, the... The... Goth chick. Or whatever. The the the, uh, the drow that's the, uh, the one. As Sombra. opposed to the... So, yeah, Sombra. Uh, has sort of moved away. Were they, like, retreating or running away, or are they just, like, repositioning? Repositioning. They're basically repositioning. Okay. Um. Okay, I am going to move down to here. Um, and tech. Wait, no, hold on. I can do the other. I can go over this way. I'm to the other side of this drow and attack this, this guy and attack him. Attack them with my sword. Go for it. Sword. Uh, which will get advantage. 13? A uh, 13 is not gonna hit. Uh, damn. Close. Um, oh, I guess I didn't need to be around the side. I have, would have had like a surprise. He effect from being hidden. That's fine. I will uh, attack with my bonus action as well. So, um... There. 20! A 20 will definitely hit. Cool. For 2 piercing damage and 7 sneak attack damage. Okay. Yeah, you come up on him. He's focused largely on Craven at that moment. Uh, come up behind, jab your, yeah, jab your sword in, um, and, yep, that, he's not down, but he's not in good shape. That's your turn? Uh, no, I'm going to move back into the hut. Okay. Because I can. Oh, okay, take yep. me back. And that makes it the drow's turns. 
Uh, well, that gives that draw one person to attack. Some sword swings. Uh, an 18 does hit. And <laughs> uh, yep, Quaven. So Quaven goes down. He goes around to swing at you, Karen. Sees you're no longer there, and just jabs the sword back this way. Uh, and and Quaven gasps and goes down. Uh the other one is going to fire a dart, uh, a crossbow bolt at Zurema. But an 11, I think, is going to miss. Just barely. Zurema's armor class is 12. Um, the third turn is Seeker's turn now. Seeker is going to... Seeker's going to try and kill... Shoot. Seeker's going to try at this point. Strider's on the wall. That seems bad. So that's one, two, three attacks on the rider. First attack is a 13, which misses. Makes sense. A 23 hits. Six damage. And a... 14 misses. Better had a little more... Uh, one more arrow sticking out of and he is going to move up there, we will, uh, we will say. That is his turn. Sarama is up. Sarama has, well, Sarama has another mass healing word that, that, that she can cast. One who is outside, so Neil Karras. Hey, Zagrog, I think your microphone is like directly where you are breathing. That's odd. I usually place it outside, but I've had that happen recently. No worries. Hmm. Uh, Karras. Yeah, Karras, uh, 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 prize and quit are going to get nine hit points back. That is her bonus action, and then for her regular action, she is going to... Uh, what? She takes a look at... Yeah, she takes a look at the rider and says something commanding in an arcane tongue. 
Mage Rider has to make an intelligence save. Which it does not, so she does 2d6 psychic damage. Which is 12! I mean, that makes sense. She's using all magic to fuck up a drider. Um, I believe it is what, uh, subtract 1d4 from the next saving throw. That is her turn. Karis, you are up. Do I have enough movement to get up beside the drider? Uh, I would say, let's, let's, let's judge this. Uh, 5, 10, 15. Yeah, it's not, since it's only five feet off the ground, that, that was all the further it could go. As long as you are underneath it, yeah, you can still get an attack off. And that's five, ten, fifteen, yeah, you can get right up to it. And still have plenty awesome. of movement left. In that case, I'm going up the wall beside it. Okay, fair enough. If I can. Yes, you can. Unfortunately, I don't have any levels in Rogue to get a surprise attack on it by appearing on the wall next to it. But there you go. Dryder definitely did not expect that. Um, she just smi smiles at the Dryder, showing a bit of fang, and um, yeah, tries to hit it twice. Okay. Eleven is a miss. Come on, hit. Twenty-four That's is 24. a hit. Awesome. Ah, uh, so that is going to be thirteen. Yep. Slashing damage. Nice. So yeah, you 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 get a big gape open on it. Um, Ew. and it hisses you at you. Oh, she hisses back. Mm-hmm. This is about to get ugly between these two. Uh, that's your turn? Uh, yeah. Alright. Don't think I've got any bonus action spells that are useful at this point in time. No. So yeah, that's it. The Quaven's echo went away uh, because he went unconscious, which counts as being incapacitated. Quaven gets back up to his feet. He's not going to bother with the echo at the moment. He's just going to kill this fucking drow in front of him. Or try. Real hard. He needs to try harder than that. That's better. Yep, yep. So 24. So the first one, he's still getting up to his feet. And you guys have seen Quaven when he's attacked. It's been very precise. It's been very much a this is how I'm trained to fight thing. Against these guys, he's attacking with passion. He is attacking from a place of emotion. And so, while he was getting up, he made his first swing. It was off balance. 
Um, and for a moment, you're like, oh, he, he, he's, he's just, he's just swinging wildly. But that manages that swing. The, the, the draw goes up to block that. And he very quickly, because it is a double-bladed scimitar, uh, just jabs it down right in. And I'm pretty sure there's no way he can't. Yep. And splits the drow's, the, the other drow's, uh, uh, stomach wide open. And he goes down with a gurgling sound. Quaven sort of gets to his feet. Uh, I don't think there's anything he can do as a bonus act. Oh, yes, there is. He's going to use second wind because he is a fighter. That would be useful to get 11 hit points back. And that is Quaven's turn. Hakeem, you're up. Okay. Oh, he's also going to move up here. Okay, so Hakim's gonna step outside the hut, probably on this side, and chuck a fireball at this drow. Go for it. Actually, no, is actually, is there some uh, loose ice or loose rock? Oh, for know? sure. Yeah, so from here to the, in this direction, it's going to cast catapult. Alrighty. It is a deck uh, save for both. Well, for first the one, and then that, that if he fails, the other. The second, I'm using a second level spell slot for this, so. Well, the first draw rolled a, a, a natural two, which is a four. Okay, so I'm going to roll it on a d8. The buck stops with him. Yeah, for 22 bludgeoning damage. So this... You just grab the first thing you see off the ground, which is, yeah, it's a loose piece of ice, and hmm. you fling it. He was... He had just shot at Zerami. He was still focused on Zerami. He looks that direction as this giant sort of, sort of, uh, almost giant dart of ice just embeds itself in his chest. <laughs> and he, like, Gets lifted off of his feet a little bit, goes back a, goes back probably a good five feet before he hits the ground, completely motionless. Yeah, he's super super dead. Okay, back inside the hut. All right, that's Hakim's turn. <laughs> that brings it to uh, a fancy drow. So you're calling him. Fancy Drow is going to... Uh... Hmm. He views the situation for a moment. He narrows his eyes a little bit, shoots a look over at Prize, because Prize is the person who is looking his way, their way, uh, uh, winks a little bit, and then proceeds to sort of drop off 
of of this this sort of elevated ice thing that they're on into this sort of shadow area and vanishes. And you don't know where they went. Prize, you're up. Well, I mean, I had planned to go in that direction anyway. Fair. So I think counting all the difficult terrain, that's either uh, ten, five or ten feet of movement left. Mm, but either way. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to try and see if I can spot them. Okay. You roll me, um, roll me a perception roll, roll really, really well. And I will roll a stealth roll with advantage. I mean, yeah. That's really good. So it's 23. So you go to look around. Um, first of all, you look down there. You don't see anywhere where his, where where their feet landed. And so you start looking around. You think you see just the slightest shadow of movement. Off in this direction. All the way south and and south and east of your direction. Uh, about how far? Uh about more or less than 120 feet. Less. Can I try a guiding bolt? You can, you are rolling at disadvantage. Okay. So you let it go. It fires off. It strikes. Uh, it, it 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 explodes and lights up the area. Um, as it strikes against like a a, a formation of ice out there, that just the lightning shoots through like the you know the the, the ice to to really really illuminate the area. And at the moment, you see no sign of them. Uh, I simmer in frustration. Yep. Uh, I think that counts as a bonus action, so that's my turn. Simmering? Yeah, that that, that sounds bonus action All right. It is the Drider's turn. The Drider, just to get away from uh, uh, the, the, the other drow, going to move up a little bit more. I'll move it up to, say, 15 feet. Quaven will get a, a opportunity attack. Do I also get one? Uh, yes, you would. Or, that's true. It's only going to move up, ten, uh, up 5 feet. 
So it gets ten. Because it does want to attack you. That's that that's kind of what okay. it's looking for. Um if poison can hit it. Shouldn't be advantage, but missed anyways. Uh and it is attacking you three times. Because it sees somebody it sees a definite fellow predator that it needs to take out. Uh, so sword sword bite um doesn't have advantage sword sword bite so a 25 hits you a 13 Mm -hmm. misses you and a 7 misses you correct so you take 9 slashing damage Cool. As it swings its sword twice and goes to snap at you, the first one opens up opens up your shoulder a little bit, but you're able to able to pull away from the others. Mm-hmm. That I is. I would its like turn. to have this rebuke. Go for it. Uh, that is a um, dex save, if I remember correctly. I believe so. Yes. It rolled a ten. It failed. Awesome. Give me some damage. 23. 23. Nice. Ow! Ow, ow, ow. Yeah, it... Mm -hmm. You engulf it. And it's hairy... Which was... was Let's be frank. Was not in the best of condition in the first place. Striders are not known for their 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 personal care. Um, is looking real singed and real burned short at the moment. Uh it is real not happy with you. Um, that is its turn. Cameron, you are up. Cameron. Right. So, is there anything living that I can reach? With melee weapons? <laughs> that Not is... that you can see at the moment. And Fancy Drow ran off and disappeared into the snow? Fancy Drow ran off, yes. Hmm. Fancy Drow noticed the fight turned against them very quickly. Well, as we established... Cameron going to look what where to look for a hidden enemy is a great way to start things up. So, no, he's not gonna. Well, he has a really high perception. Fair. So maybe he can go and start looking. Okay, he's gonna start looking at looking to look after to follow after them. Okay. Uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty-five. Order. You can get down just past prize, and he's going to look out into the snowy so, night. Moving through, if you just straight shot it, it's going to be less because going through that part is difficult terrain. Uh, da, 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 da. You can go this way to, to, to there, and that's avoiding all the terrain. Does, is looking 
an action? No. Looking for this thing? Great. Then I'll use. Bur- yeah, then I'll dash. Also, you can also dash. Then I will. I will dash, which not only doubles my movement, but also stops difficult terrain from affecting me because of mobile. Fair enough. You could freaking be like there if you wanted. I, I'm gonna get like to. He- I'm gonna get to here, and he's gonna keep heading out while looking and try not to run into an ambush. Roll me a perception so- roll. <laughs> you might have seen where I was aiming. Yes. Yeah. I will, it's uh, really hard that not to not do a scene because it is lit up like a freaking firework. Please roll this one better than the last one. Oh my god. It's better. So a natural no, it's not. Two <laughs> okay, it's not even better. Makes it a ten. You have no vision on any on anything out there other than I think- this big bright light that is slowly fading from the. Yeah, I think he takes a few more steps into the snowfield before he's like, this is stupid. <laughs> Running into the dark in the snow after an enemy that apparently can just kind of just disappear. Please, is- human without dark vision, continue yeah. running into the darkness. It's like, mm, ah, mm, no, you know what? And then he's going to stop and he's going to re- go back up. Fair. And then he's going to, yeah. Make sure that whatever you do, don't take any of the other party with with you. Perhaps <laughs> splitting the party, as it were. If <sighs> he would be, t- I think, if he knew where it was, he would he would be tempted to actually go after them. But it's just too st- it's just too many problems with this problem. With this no, plan, it's fair. It's a fair point. <laughs> That's your turn. Yeah, he sort of. Stumbles back and just sort of sighs, looks back towards the fight with the drider. Yep. Uh, it is the drow, it is the, the, uh, garden variety drows, the foot soldier's turn. They're all dead, so it is seeker's turn. But when did that happen? <laughs> I mean, it's a real good question. Uh, seeker's gonna try and shoot him a drider. Shot one, shot two, shot three. Uh, the 22 and the 25 both hit for four damage and three damage. It's looking real rough. That uh, will make it Zarema's turn. Zarema is going to... I'm just gonna look down and see that there is a there is a person down here who is really really hurt. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. She doesn't need to walk up to you, but she's going to anyways. And she's out of level three spells, but she will drop a level two healing word on you. So, Cameron, you get ten hit points back. Creepy, crawly hit points. And then for her action, I think she... I think she's actually still close enough. Forty feet. Up fifteen. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, 
because Chill Touch is a 120-foot range. But a 17 misses. Karis, you're up. I've just realized I've not been using Green Flame Blade, and it's actually gotten interesting now. I mean, fair. So, <laughs> green Flame Blade. Twice at Dryder. Yep. I think Green Flame Blade it counts, like, counts as an action for a single attack. Yeah. Unless they changed it recently. I've got two attacks. But it's yeah, not that you're making you an attack only cast you are casting a spell. You can only yeah. cast it. Oh, I see what cast you're saying. Always. It's an action. So if you so in other words if you use green flame blade, you don't get multiple attacks in a turn. Yeah. Cuz it it's a spell being cast that uses yep. an attack as its spell component. Yeah. Whereas the attack action lets you have multiple attacks. Got you. In that case, I'll just hit it twice. Go for it. Oh, good. Sorry. No, no, right. that's legit. That is a that is an absolutely legit thing. Well, that's a that, that's a hit and a half. <laughs> so it's still hit. So this is plus three. Yeah. Hey, aren't you glad I talked you out of green flame blade now? Yes, yes I am. Uh, I don't think that did my crit damage. Uh, yes it did. Did it? Yeah, you rolled uh seven. Wait a minute. Seven plus uh, D, D plus four seven. No, it didn't. Interesting. No. I thought it did. Like it just doubles the the dice rather than rolling. Right, but I don't see or... double the dice on the on that eleven like. Oh, I see what it did. So it's it's it, okay. I think I do. Eleven. Yeah, it, rolled, it rolled the results and then duplicated them. Yeah, eleven plus twelve. So you did twenty three damage. Twenty six damage. How would you like to do this? Uh, I think lop its head off because why not? Nice. So. You, it's a little bit above you, uh, having some, you, you hiss back at it. You reach out, you grab onto like one of, you grab onto his body, pull yourself up, swing wildly, and just catch it, catch it. it, It's staring down at you, uh, uh, mouth open like it's getting ready to bite you again. And it just cleaves right through the head, head drops to the ground. Um, the body falls. You manage to position yourself on top of it, so you land as the body on top of it as the body hits the hits the uh hits the snow. Nice. And I believe you also get hit points back now. You killed a thing I that you hexblade cursed. I get nine hit points back. Nice. I'm looking a bit better. Yeah. 
Anyway. Um, so yeah, and for the moment, combat is over. I am going to make my way up towards Quaven and offer a cure wounds. Okay. If he is willing to accept. Yes. You never know. Now, Quaven is clearly watching this Drider just in case weird shit has happened that a Drider coming back. Yeah. He is a little bit surprised when he feels you, but yeah, he has no problem with it. Sorry. Oh no, he did fine. Thank you very much. You guys... Anyone else, or do you, would you like more? Or uh, I, I am thinking we should release the other one. I, they got away. They, they ran off out that way. He says something in Undercommon that is very clearly a pretty foul curse word. I file that away for my own personal use. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You guys sort of take that moment, catching your breath as as the bodies of Drow and a, a, a creature you guys have certainly never seen before uh, it's around you that seems like probably a pretty good time to end it for this week say goodbye everybody goodbye bye bye, bye. bye.